morning and welcome to the Alamo City family again today. God bless you. I want you to take your Bibles, if you would, and turn straight with me back into the spot where we were landing last week and spent that time talking about when you're up against it, here's hope. When you're up against it, here's hope. Anybody out there listening today and you're in trouble or you're getting some pushback, because of the stands that you feel like were in your heart that you just could not deny. It may be at work. It may be in your family. It may be with friends, ones you've known for a while. But some way or another, they, they aren't getting it. They don't understand why this particular thing that's working in your heart is such an important deal to you. Peter and John two of Jesus' key men, were caught in a spot of incredible pushback. The very same ones who came after Jesus, the very same ones who orchestrated the plan with the Romans to have Jesus put to death, are now in the faces of, and with their hands around the throats of, Peter and John. Remember now, Peter was the one that we all look back upon and we see there's a part of us in Simon Peter on that night when he denied that he even knew Jesus. He, he didn't have the courage to stand up, but now, now something has happened to him. Exactly what Jesus said would happen in Acts chapter one, verse eight, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, after my spirit has come upon you, to fill you, to give you strength. You shall receive power, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost part of the earth. Jesus was saying, something's gonna happen to you and inside you, Simon Peter, that in the very place you denied me, before the faces of the very ones who terrified you, there will come to be such a measure of strength inside you power inside you that you will be able to look them down. You will be able to speak a witness, a bold witness of who I am, that I died on the cross, yes, but that I was raised from the dead by the power of God. You'll be able to do that, Simon Peter. And so that's exactly what happened. Happened with John, along with Peter, along with all of the others that were a part of that uh, early church, very, very early church, who had known great fear, but now they were experiencing a boldness that was going to cost them something. Some of you who are listening today, you, you understand that, that, that the boldness to speak, the conviction to speak, the conviction, maybe you haven't had to say a whole lot, but just the example of your life seems to cause there to be a pushback from folks who just don't want that. But it is who you are. It's who you are now that Christ is alive in you. And you can't be anything other than who you are for his sake, for his glory, for the truth that you have found in him. So I want you to go with me, Acts chapter, chapter 4, and, and look at verse 13. Acts 4, verse 13. Now, as they observe, this is the Sanhedrin, the Jewish leaders as they observe the confidence, as they observe the boldness, as they observe the absence of fear 
the absence of intimidation. That's what these leaders were trying to do. They were trying to intimidate them into submission, intimidate them into silence regarding the message of who Jesus of Nazareth really was. So as they observed the confidence of Peter and John, they saw it. The freedom, the boldness was all over them and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men. They didn't get this because of their education, formal education. Nothing wrong with that, but, but a lot of education doesn't necessarily convey boldness. It doesn't necessarily convey a sense of inner authority. So that was what was striking to these highly educated, uh, widely recognized leaders, that when they understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were marveling and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus and seeing the man who had been healed. You remember that? The man lame from his mother's womb, raised to walk. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but what I give, I give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. That's how they ended up in this spot, that the man got healed. Peter and John began to explain how he got healed, that it was, in the, it was through the power of the name of Jesus and faith in the name of Jesus. The crowd gathered there in the temple compound they began to explain, they began to speak. Hundreds, if not thousands, were gathered around here because they knew this man. They, they knew this, this, this pitiful, crippled man who was, was a fixture there on the way in and out of the temple gate. And now he's well. Now he's walking and leaping and praising God. And, and the Jewish leaders, you know the background, rush in on that to try to silence this, to stop this. That's why Peter and John or where they are. Seeing the man, verse 14, who had been healed, standing with them, they, the religious leaders, had nothing to say in reply. And then verse 18, when they had summoned them, Peter and John, back into their presence, they commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you. Rather than to God, you be the judge. For we cannot stop speaking what we have seen and heard. Now, I'm talking to some folks, and you're hearing this, and you have had some high and mighty and even powerful in an earthly sense people tell you to get over it, to stop the direction, stop the pursuit, Quit, quit making such a big deal out of the things that are strong in your heart to represent truth, to represent what is fair. Maybe it's to represent mercy or equity. Maybe it is even over the issue of, of speaking the name of Jesus in a, in a, in a setting, in a, in a company setting or in a school setting. And, and, and you're not wanting to try to cause problems. You're not trying to stir up trouble. But you know what the truth is. And, and, and you know where you want to be found at the end of the day. That's Peter and John. When they're, so here, here, here's what they're told to quit it. They're told to be quiet. They're told to speak no more in the name of Jesus. And Peter just says, we can't stop. We can't stop. We don't have the power to stop speaking what we know to be the truth. Okay, now we, we, we spent some time on that last week, but I want you to come on down with me. Let's look at these verses again. This is verse 23. They released them because they hadn't, 
had no basis for the charges. And, and the man who had been healed was standing right there. And, and what were they going to do? Well, they released them, verse 23. And when they had been released, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, the ones that they went back to, when they went back to their own, their own people, and they went over what had been said to them, when they, the ones who were listening, heard this, they lifted their voices to God with one accord and said, this isn't Peter and John praying. This isn't just Peter and John praying. This is their people. This is their people. This is the group that they went to. These are the ones that they believe that if they could just get in the presence of them, their spirits would be refreshed. That they would be able to say back to them, you're not crazy for following Jesus. You're not crazy for standing up for what is right. Can I ask you a personal question? Have you got some folks like that in your life? Have you got some folks like that in your life who will say to you, you are not crazy for following Jesus. You're not crazy for trying to do what's right and say what's right and speak into situations that need to be addressed and, 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 and offer by the example of your life another way to live. Do you have people in your life that are able to bring that kind of refreshment back to you. Peter and John were drained. It's going to say a little bit later that they were all filled again with the Holy Spirit. That, that, that means that, that they had gotten empty, that they had gotten depleted, and they were going to need to be refreshed. Folks, listen, that's what the church is supposed to be. It's not a system. It's not a building. It's not a set of rules or you better not do this and you better do that. It is a group of people whose hearts have been brought to life, been in the process of being set free by the power of the presence of Jesus inside them. Here's what Jesus said. My church will be built upon the rock of revelation to each heart that's a part of the true church. And that revelation has the conclusion, Jesus, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. You're not just another good man. You're not just a teacher. You're not just a prophet. You are God who came to this earth in the flesh and you took in your body our sins, my sins. When you went to die, you were dying there for me. I receive you, Jesus, into my heart as my Savior and Lord. Folks, Jesus said it is on the rock of the revelation of who I am to individuals, to an individual who will open up his or her heart and receive Jesus. Those are the ones who make up the true church. It's not a building. It's not a system. It's not a religion. It is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And what happens is when you get in the company of some other folks who have that same kind of relationship with Jesus, not with the Baptists, not with the Charismatics, not with the Catholics, not pick, 
pick it. Pick, pick, pick your poison. There's nothing wrong with later being a part of a, a group that may be Baptist, that may be in a Catholic setting, that, that may be in a Pentecostal setting. The, 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 name, the name is way down the list. What's at the top of the list is a relationship with Jesus, that you have come to know him. He's some way or another, he's become real to you and alive. Doesn't mean you're perfect, but it means that you know that Jesus is real and that somehow, some way, he has come to be alive inside your chest, alive inside your mind. You're not perfect. You don't have all the strength, all the things straightened out that you wish you could, but you know him. You know him. These two, Peter and John, when they were up against it, they went and found their people. And their people were other brothers and sisters who had also experienced a relationship with Jesus. And when they got in the presence of those people, they found themselves refreshed. When I say that you're, when you're up against it, here's hope. Hope is buried. Hope is anchored from this context, from this teaching. Hope for you, if you're up against it, can be anchored and flow forth from that place where you find your people who also know Jesus, who, 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 who have a heart to walk with him, who, who, who have a desire to hear him, and you believe they do. They, they hear the voice of the Lord to their hearts in many ways, and they seek to obey. And they have the ability to speak into you what you need to hear. You know, there's a, there's a wonderful verse that talks about this, that, that faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. In the plan of God, he wants us to have, as a part of our relationships, not always just a bunch of yes people, not, not ones who will say attaboy when we've blown it, when we've messed up, but folks that are willing to look into our lives and, and, and we, we allow them to speak into our lives because we really care about us. And they're able to say to us, looking into our eyes and looking into our hearts, you're better than that. You're better than that. You're, the, the, Jesus saved you out of a bunch of stuff. There's no sense going back to that stuff. There's a, there's a better way to live and to, for them to be able to say, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, get back up. There's forgiveness in Jesus. There's mercy in the Lord. And I love you. And I want you to be the best man, the best woman that you can ever be in the power of the Spirit. So come on, let's walk together again. Peter and John found their people. Found their people. Now, folks, I said this last week, but I just can't shake it. I got to come back to it again this week. Having people, finding your people is not a luxury. Do you hear me? It is not a luxury. It, it, it's, it's not even necessarily an option. It's a necessity. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 says there are going to be some loads, some burdens, some weights that are too great for an individual to bear alone. That's the context of Galatians 6, 2. Bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. The word there is for a cargo ship load, a massive, a massive load that would crush the individual. 
That's what Peter and John were up against in this setting. They had the same faces, the same voices, the same levels of earthly authority that came against Jesus now coming against them. They went to their people because they needed the combined collective strength of their people, their brothers and sisters in Jesus, getting down and getting under the burden that had been put on him, the weight that had been put on them. If, if, if we don't get that, folks, and I, I just feel like I'm, I feel like I'm talking to some folks that, 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 that you're out there, you're out there in the edges. You hadn't, you hadn't lost your total heart for God, but, but there are some things that maybe you've, you've been very discouraged about. Because you can say, why, why would God let this happen to me? Why would I have to go through this particular thing? And the truth of the matter is, what is on you may be bigger than you on your own could ever handle. That's why the Lord has brought some men into your life, some ladies into your life, brought, brought older, younger, different races, it doesn't matter. But they're brothers and sisters in Jesus, and God has given them the ability, if you and I will let them, He's given them the ability to speak encouragement into our hearts and to be able to help us weather the storms when the enemy comes and says all kinds of things to try to defeat and discourage us and beat us down. I, I got it, somebody's out there underneath a tree way off yonder on the far end of the pasture. And, and, and the Lord wants you to be encouraged. But the encouragement to you is gonna come when you get reconnected with the brothers and sisters that he put in your life. They don't know where you are. You're, their phone numbers hadn't changed, their email addresses hadn't changed, but you just checked out. You just left. It, it, there's, there's, here's the hope, here's the hope. What some of you are walking through is too great for you to walk through alone. That's why we're called members of the body of Christ. This index finger, if that, if that knee, my left knee is gonna be scratched, then my right index finger is gonna re need to reach down there and get it. It's connected, it's connected. Brothers and sisters in Jesus and the Spirit are connected and it's vital. It, it, it's not a luxury. It's not an option. Some of you, you will not recover unless you re-engage with your brothers and sisters in Jesus. I, I know that sounds like a blanket, uh, harsh statement, but how's it going for you now? How many years has it been that you've checked out, walked away? And it is true. You've been through a lot. The weight has been great. But what if the Lord is saying from this passage, what did Peter and John do? They, as quick as they could do it, like a heat-seeking missile, they went straight and found their people. Because when they got to their people, they weren't going to be the... In fact, they didn't even say that Peter and John were voicing the prayer. Peter and John unloaded the burden unloaded the cargo and then the people the people began to pray folks we got to have that we've got to have that we've got to have that we can pray for god to do all kinds of other things but what if it's as straightforward and as simple as this reconnect 
with the people in your life that God has brought into your life that when you are around them, when you are with them, your spirit is refreshed. Your spirit is refreshed by way of the encouragement that's coming through people. And I want, I'm going to read this. I want you to find this, please, in your copy of the Scripture so you'll know where, where it is. It's in the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Get my Bible to open to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Now, this is the last letter that the Apostle Paul would write, as far as we know. He's going to be martyred. He's going to be put to death shortly after this. But I want you to listen at the end of the days of this great man of God's life. I want you to listen to what he says about one man in particular. We don't, we don't know anything else about this man in particular, very little more in the New Testament. But look what he says. This is 2 Timothy 1, verse 15. Now watch the context. 2 Timothy 1, 15. You are aware, writing to Timothy, his young son in the faith, you are aware of the fact that all who are in Asia turned away from me, among whom are Phygelegius, Phygelius, and Hermogenes. All who were in Asia turned away from me. For whatever the cause was, that, that lies would be spread about Paul, things would be said about him, he'd be locked away in prison, couldn't defend himself, enemies to the faith, the, the enemy would have ways to try to infiltrate the church then, as he even does now. But then he says in verse 16, the Lord grant mercy to the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. But when he was in Rome, he eagerly searched for me and found me. The Lord grant to him to find mercy from the Lord on that day. And you know very well what service he rendered at Ephesus. He often refreshed me. Folks, I don't know exactly why this is so strong in my spirit to say to whoever is listening to this or will hear this word. The Lord is wanting you to know that there is powerful, supernatural, from no other source that he wants to bring into your life by way of brothers and sisters in Jesus. I'm not talking about the church at large. I'm talking about maybe the handful, maybe the two or three, maybe the four or five, maybe a few more than that, but ones that you could just say, they're my people. They're my people. When I get around them, my spirit is refreshed. I'm not talking about a ha-ha party. I'm not talking about just talking about the, you know, the cowboys or the chiefs or the, or, or, or the sport. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that when you get in their presence, there is a sense deep within you that you want to be better, that, that there is hope, that, that God is on the throne, that he is able that he loves you, your spirit is refreshed. You know how powerful that is? I've, I've got some, some brothers that are in heaven now. They're in heaven now. They can't talk to me and I can't hear their voices except maybe by a video or by a tape when they would have spoken that I've, that I've kept. But I can go and find their picture 
I can go and find their picture when there's a place of discouragement and heaviness in my heart. And Lord, what do I do? I can go and find their picture and just the sense of being in their presence by means of a picture has a way of refreshing my spirit. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the supernatural ability that can flow through brothers and sisters in Jesus into our hearts when we are up against it, when the threats are very real, the implications are very severe, potentially. What do you do? Find your people. Find your people. The second thing, and I, 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 I got to just touch on this again. It, it, it doesn't complete the passage, but, it, but it's so important. It's such an integral aspect. He said last week, first, find your people. Find your people. Secondly, turn up the music. Turn up the music. Turn up the music in the context of being with your people. Now, here's the deal. You, you, you and I can go into places and our hearts are discouraged and, and we're down and, and we unload that. And then what comes back to us is, you know, that's just really bad. That's just really awful. You, you, you just, you know, that, that's just so sad. That's just so, and it stays all about us. It never gets out of the room to up here. I'm gonna tell you, here's what happened. When Peter and John reconnected with their people, it says they, they unloaded their cargo. They found their people and there was that safe place and that place of encouragement, that place of refreshing. But here's what immediately happened. There was no whining. There was no blaming. There was no, well, God just needs to destroy that whole household of those old wicked, evil religious leaders. There was not one syllable of it saying, oh, how tough it is, oh, how bad it is, oh, how wrong it is. It was. They all got that. They knew that. <laughs> but, you know, we can sit around and we can offer up all these complaints and all the things that could be done different, and it doesn't help one blooming thing. But what does happen is when our hearts start being turned up to the one who can change everything, to the one who still is in charge, even though the ones down here think they are, to the one that every, every speck, every molecule owes its existence to, the Lord Jesus Christ, re-enthroned with all of his glory before he had, before Bethlehem. These, they, they find that, let's just look at this quickly again. They lifted their voices to God, to God. They lived, they heard Peter and John, and then they lifted their voices to God. We got to have people like that in our lives. Instead of just staring around, looking at each other and talking to each other, somebody's got to say, we can't do anything about this. We, we can't change this. But he's the one who can. Let's lift our voices up unto the Lord. You need some folks in your life, brother or sister, who will, who will help you and me get out of our out of out of the and we call it a pity party, and I'm not trying to minimize the, the suffering and the struggle and the weight of this because this was a this was a massive cargo weight. But somebody, somebody needed to say, we got to get our eyes back on the Lord. We got to get our back our eyes back on the Lord. He's the one who is in charge. He is the one who is able. And that's what they did. Oh Lord, it is Thou who didst make the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. 
They just start out at that place of the great beginning. These people who seem to have so much so much earthly authority, who seem to have such big opinions and big mouths, they hadn't created anything. There is nothing that owes his existence to them, but everything that we see, everything that we walk on, everything that we touch, everything owes its existence, owes its existence to the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, whom I've received, whom you've received, who these had received as their Savior and their Lord. They were strong and steady. They had to lift their eyes. They've got to make a choice. It doesn't help you. It doesn't strengthen you to be around people who only complain, who only look at things in the natural sense. That won't help anybody. But what does help is when we make ourselves, we make the choice. I'm getting my eyes off of what I can see in here. And Lord, I'm wanting to put my eyes on you. You're the one who made everything that we can see. You're the one who holds it all together. You're the one before whom every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Our eyes are upon you. As that happens, it just clears the atmosphere. When that kind of declaration goes forth among a, in a group of people, Satan, if he's tried to find a seat in the house, he, he realizes that he's been called out. He has been, he has been noted for who he is. He even Satan owes his existence to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when our faith, our focus, our voices turn to praise and we declare who the Lord is, it clears the atmosphere, it establishes whose side we're on and where our eyes are set. Lord, you are in charge. Lord, you created all. Our eyes are on you. But then, folks, and I just... I just got to say this, and I'll please hear this, please hear this, please hear this. It, 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 is, it is the way God works, and it's not going to be changed. It, it, it's the way he works. He inhabits the praises of his people. Inhabits means he makes his presence known in the setting of the praises of his people. Now, these, these ones are fixing to experience a fresh filling of the Spirit, a fresh manifestation of God encouraging them as He fills them with His Spirit, renews their boldness and, and, and does as they had asked. He begins to extend His hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of, of Jesus. And, and as, they, as, they, as they lifted their voices, as they lifted their praises, the Lord made his presence known. The Lord made his presence known. Okay, and I, I want to just, I need to say this. I, I want to hear. Some of you, some of you are connected with Alamo City by, by way of the technology that really is a blessing in many ways if, if we realize that, that the Lord will use the, the technical aspects that operate in the world for his purposes. Some, some of you we've never met. A lot of you. A, a lot of you, we, we've never shaken hands, we've never introduced ourselves, 
We've never hugged your necks. So why are you watching this today? Why are you connected? Facebook, YouTube, go on to the website. Why are you there? It's because I just want to say this, and, and it's, and it's and, and because I believe it's true. Somehow, as you've heard, as you've sensed, what flows out of this place called Alamo City, you've begun to feel like, you know, though, those are some of my people. I, I believe that way. I feel that way. And, and, and so you, you have been drawn to this place because the Spirit has given you a sense. And I hope this is true. Oh, my goodness, I pray this is true. That, that when you were a part of us, even though we hadn't met each other, we don't know where you exactly live or where we exactly live. We hadn't been able to walk through a whole bunch of physical steps and journey in our lives. But, but, but there's a sense of, of a connection. There's a sense of a, a brother or sister. There's, there's a sense of, of a oneness of spirit, a refreshing, a refreshing from the spirit flowing through. And I can tell you, if some, I, I get, I, I get, feedback. I'll, I'll get um, um, screenshots of, of some of the Facebook communication. And it's amazing how you all are taking care of each other. It's amazing how you found your people, in a sense, maybe not all of your brothers and sisters in Jesus, but you found some and you found some this morning while this is going on. You've been talking to each other. Somebody lifts a prayer request, and I mean 15 of you are jumping right on it. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. That's what we're talking about. The Lord is using the technology of this time to expand the borders and increase the intensity of the kind of fellowship that he wants his people to have. You, you be found, you gravitate toward the places where your spirit is refreshed, where your spirit is refreshed. Nothing had changed in the natural. The same high priest was in place. All of the Roman leadership was still in his place. Nothing had changed in that sense. But what was beginning to happen was a refreshing in the hearts of Peter and John who had found themselves depleted because of the interrogation and attempts that they made. Now, now I, I, I won't say this too, and we don't have a dime in this, not, not gonna get one nickel of a, an endorsement back with regard to this. But I'm gonna tell you something. God is at work in our day, stirring up and encouraging his people through the context in the setting of worship, of worship, of worship. Years ago, there was a gentleman, and he's still around, he's still alive, by the name of Bill Gaither. He, he was, um, I think, maybe a Nazarene pastor. That was his background, something like that. But, but he just he just loved music and, and God gave him and his wife the ability to write some incredible songs and, and a bunch of us grew up in the Lord learning learning those 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 songs and singing those songs something beautiful you know uh, there's something about that name those the wonderful that, that musical that they wrote called Alleluia back in the 70s and it just impacted with with, with, with great effect. The, the body of Christ, thirsty for a season of refreshing. We were going through, Vietnam was happening, riots everywhere, all kinds of stuff going on. And, but, but God used Bill and Gloria Gaither 
to, to turn our hearts up to the Lord. And we just began, the people began to sing all kinds of denominational backgrounds, just broke down, singing the songs of praise. Hearts were refreshed, hearts were encouraged. It's an awesome thing. Well, as time has passed, Bill started doing something that some of you are very well aware of, called homecoming gatherings, homecoming gatherings. And they would start collecting in different parts of the country some of these great old warriors of the cross who were musical warriors of the cross. They, they would be in quartets or they would be a family group or they might be a, a, a male singer or a female singer and they were getting up in years. And, and, and he, would, he, he just started having these, these meetings, these events when he would invite, invite you know, 20, 30, 40 of them together, these old saints who, who, were, who, who were getting up in years but they still have the song of the Lord inside them. And, they, and, 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 and you can find this, you can see that you're still able to enjoy them today. They would gather those folks together and just turn them loose singing. They'd sing songs about heaven. They'd sing songs about the cross. They'd sing songs about the coming again of Jesus. And I tell you, I, that, that was a part of my life, the influence of my life. And I could just hear some of those songs. Still today, I'll go to Pandora, that app, and I've got everything I can find of Bill Gaither and, and the singers where they bring back together those old songs. Folks, I'm not there, but I'm worshiping with them. You say, Pastor, where do you stay encouraged? Pastor, you, you know, you to, I'm here by myself, just me and a chipmunk or two and an old bull elf that, that, that rubbed something off over here on a, on a spruce tree. It, it's just me and the trout and the fish. Where, where do you get that encouragement? Let me tell you where I get a lot of that encouragement. Well, before Sunday, in between Sundays, I go find a place and I'll go find a group of my people that I can worship with. And a good bit of that can be just singing some of those old songs and watching those brothers and sisters in Jesus, their voices are cracking and squeaking, but I mean, it's truth and it's life. And I may spend an hour or two hours just worshiping with them because I get refreshed by worshiping God's people, worshiping with God's people and lifting up the name of Jesus. There's something else that's happening. There's something else that's happening. And I want to encourage you I'm just telling you, I'm not a prophet necessarily, nor the son of a prophet, but something is going on in our nation. Something strong is happening within the church. Don't miss it. And it is in the context of worship, but not just listening to a singer sing or two or three have a concert, but it is in the context of the body of Christ worshiping together corporate. Write this down. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, maybe more than that, but I, it, it's, it's a remake of what God used Bill and Gloria Gaither to do in the 70s that has continued on. Through, and it's happening again in a different setting today. Elevation worship, Maverick City music. You go to YouTube. You go, and if, if somebody's listening to me and you're discouraged, and, 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 and hope seems to be fading, and, and there's that, that loss of refreshing, I'm giving you something that I will encourage you to do. Not just to pray, but, oh Lord, will you refresh me? Oh Lord, will you do something? Here's something I believe, if you'll step into it, 
the Lord will do something for you today, today. Maybe not change the problems, maybe not solve all the problems, but do something to refresh your soul so that you can get up and go again. So that once one more time you're realizing he is God, he is in charge, he has authority. He's going to bring things about to the conclusion that are in his heart and his plan. You, you go to YouTube and you hit that little, you know, that little search thing and you type in, you type in Elevation Worship or Maverick City Music, crazy name, especially that last one, Maverick thing. But you, 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 you type in these names, okay? Wait on the Lord, Mercy, Jaira, fill this place, draw me back. Many of that to you again. I'm not kidding. I know I'm taking some time on this, but I believe the Lord's wanting me to say it. I want to refresh my people. I'm going to get some folks who have been flat of their back, back up on their feet again. I'm going to remind them that I am here and I am able and I love them and I'm going to bring them through. It's going to come as you worship, as you listen to these that are working. The thing that's going on, it's like the Gaither setting. It's a group of 40, 50, maybe 75 or so worship leaders. They're, they're, they're singers, they're sons and daughters of Asaph, that King David's worship leader. They, they, they may have their own ministries in different ways and they travel around, but they're gathering in this setting and they're worshiping together and they're singing together and they're praising, they're praising the Lord. I, I, I won't encourage you to do that. I go, go, to, go to YouTube, do what you need to do, Elevation Worship, Maverick City, wait on the Lord, mercy, gyra, fill this place, draw me back. If, 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 if you need this so bad, just turn us off right now. Just turn, turn us off right now and go straight to YouTube and find us. I believe that, that as you listen, and folks, this it's not about music. It's not just about notes. It, it's not just about the words that rhyme and the meter and so forth. Folks, it's about the sense of the presence of the Lord filling the room. This room. Filling this room. Filling this room. If you are up against it, if you are up against it today, the Lord has a plan, the Lord has a way, the Lord has a pattern, and he gave us what he blessed in Peter and John's day. Foundational days of the church. You find your people, text them, email them, call them, FaceTime them, go to them. But the awesome thing is, folks, we don't have to be totally by ourselves. We don't have to be completely alone. The technology can pick us up instantaneously, real time, and put us face to face with somebody that we need to hear from. Or maybe you're on the other side of this, the Lord is putting someone in your heart that you need to encourage, that you need to do as Anosophorus did, find, find Paul for the purpose of encouraging. The Lord's speaking, the Lord was giving something to some of you to do right now, to go and do or to receive. Please find your people. So I hadn't touched base with them a long time. You know, Billy Graham years ago said the thing that changed his preaching as he would stand before those tens of thousands of people in those large meetings, he would say this, I came to understand that what the Lord 
was putting in my heart to say, he was preparing the people who would come to hear. I, I wouldn't be starting with a cold, total cold start. What God was working in my heart, God was preparing them to receive. It's the same thing here. It's the same thing with this. As you were moved, as you were stirred, to reach out, to, 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 and, and again, the, the ones that are your people know you're not coming to just have a pity party. They, 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 they know that they know you, they love you. And, and you may not even have to go into a whole lot of detail to begin with, but I'm telling you, just to be reconnected, just to be in their presence, God can use that to refresh you, to refresh you. Amen? Amen. I, I want to I wanna stop right now, and I, I want to pray. I, I want to pray. You say, oh, Pastor, okay, I heard you, I heard you. Oh, then I'm going to say, well, then what are you going to do about it? Well, what are you going to do about what you've heard? What are you going to do about what you've heard in these moments together? And I'm not mad at anybody, I'm not fussing anybody, but I'm, I'm just saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, you got medicine, you, you're sick, and there's some medicine that can help you, why won't you take that medicine? Well, if the medicine is the Lord wants to dispense His heart, His love, His encouragement through others that He's brought into your life. And I'm praying, folks, you, do you know that's how we pray coming into these Sundays? Lord, will you let our time together be a refreshment to the people of God? It, it doesn't matter to me. You know, folks say, well, that was a great sermon, or listen, look at how, how many illustrations and how the points all. I could care less about that. I know how to do that, but there's no power in alliteration, standalone. There's no power in just trying to show yourself smart. The only power is, is in the person of the Spirit of Jesus. So uh, when we meet, we're praying, Lord, speak to people. Encourage your people. Somehow let folks find us that we've never met, but that we're praying, God, bring into the hearing of these words that you put on our hearts the ones who need to hear it. Because we believe that if you'll open your heart up and receive the message of the Lord to your heart, something will happen. The same God who stepped out on nothing and said, let there be, and everything came forth, is the same Jesus Christ who says, behold, I stand at the door of a heart and I knock. If anybody hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into them and I'll stay with them and they with me. So who are your people? Who are your people? And where's, where's your worship? Where's your worship? You, you may not be able to get out and go anywhere. You, you, you may, things have changed. COVID has done crazy things and isolated, separated, cut things up and, and, and so forth. Normal, normal Sunday rotations are all changed. But folks, what I was just giving you is an example that there can still be worship happening in your living room, happening in your bedroom, happening wherever you may be, on your phone, front seat of your pickup truck. As the praises go up and your heart joins in, I'm just telling you, something will happen. The Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Let him inhabit those praises in your heart. Lord, I'm asking you today, I'm asking you by your spirit to go straight and deeply into the hearts of every one of your children who need to hear this word.
this word of hope, this word of beckoning, this word of calling from you, from your spirit to their spirits. Lord, I pray that you will set in motion, you, you, will, you will arrange the, the, the places and the settings and, and, and the people, the, the ones, our people, that you brought into our lives. You brought them into our lives, not just to be stuck on a shelf somewhere or to say, yeah, I know that person, but for the very purpose of them getting under the cargo load that I'm being crushed by. Lord, I ask you to miraculously, supernaturally, as only you can do it, reestablish those connections, reestablish that fellowship. I pray where there needs to be humility, where there needs to be a willingness to get low, to bow low, to, to be able to say, I need you to pray for me. I need you to pray. I have stumbled or, or this has happened. I need you to pray for me. Lord, will you give us that kind of humility so that the healing that you intend, you, give, you, you resist the proud, but you give grace. You, you, you give enablement to the humble. You give grace. Lord, where we're needing grace, would you let us cause us, show us how to humble ourselves before our brothers, before our people, that we may receive it. And then, Lord, I, I'm going to just, <laughs> I'm asking you for revivals. I'm asking you for revivals in houses, on streets, in pickup trucks, in, in, in SUVs, as folks step into the, do something. I'm not, not wait till tomorrow, I'm not, not wait till next week, but but even in the next minutes this afternoon, go to YouTube, find Bill Gates, where, wherever it is that there is the sense of worship, the kind of worship, the measure of worship that rings true to our hearts and brings refreshment to us. Lord, forgive us for judging each other's worship. We're not the, we're servants of yours. We're not servants of each other. Would you forgive us for our big mouths and trying to judge this and say that, that no. No, no, we renounce that attitude. And we pray, Lord, that you will bring freshly to each heart the worship and the engagement in worship that you want us to be involved in. Show it to your people, Lord. I'm asking you, I'm asking you, confirm this to the hearts of your people today, today, as they engage in worship with other brothers and sisters in Jesus, lifting up the name of Jesus, and experience the reality that you will inhabit the praises of your people. Lord, may it, may it be. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, and amen, and amen. I, I wanna hear from you. I, it just helped me to hear from you. I, you've been talking about encouragement, Go and find encouragement. I, if, 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 if there's something about this that's just really resonating with you and, 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 it, and it, you, there's got an amen in your heart, would you, would you, you know, Facebook us or, or email us or just let us know? Tell, tell us some story. I, 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 I won't repeat all of them. I won't lose your name necessarily. But, but, but tell us a story. I, I did that. I went to YouTube. I, I, I found myself engaged. I looked up and two hours had gone by. But my heart is refreshed. Folks, it doesn't matter what church you go to. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't matter how many Bible verses you know. What matters is the strength of the presence of the living Jesus working in your heart. He inhabits the praises 
others people. Go get some help to allow you to do that in ways that the early century church could never even imagine anything. If they weren't in the presence of the one speaking, physically in the presence, speaking, singing, teaching, encouraging, it wasn't going to happen. We don't live in those days. We don't live in those days. We don't necessarily need to spend one more split second in a place of despair and despondency and feeling alone when the Lord would say, you go here and I will allow you to meet with my people and you watch what I will do in your heart. Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay. So far, so far, no grizzly bear. So far, no, no problems. I'm just glad to be with you. Just glad to be with you. I, I know, see, it's crazy. Then nobody out here but spruce trees and a few fish in that stream and some bugs on these horsefly every now and then. But it's, 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 like, it's like we're in the same room. I, I, we don't know each other, but there is the sense of the Lord by His Spirit using this technology connecting us, connecting us, connecting us. Go in the strength, I pray, of what you've heard today. In the name of Jesus. Prayer partners, if you would come forward, come on down here to the front of the Alamo City Worship Center so that we can pray with the folks, those of you who need prayer. Pastor Walker at alamocity.org. Send us that report. Send us that prayer request. Let us know how you're doing, what's going on, so that we can pray with you and encourage you and bless you for your financial support as God prompts you to do. He puts in your heart. It's not supposed to be a burden. It's not supposed to be, oh, I gotta, I've got to do a tithe or I've got to give this or I'm going to be in trouble with God. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. He loves a giver who is cheerful. So as he prompts you to do whatever here or some other ministry, some other life, you, you do it out of a cheerful heart, knowing that the Lord delights in that. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Praying for you this week.